Hello and welcome to another episode of Twimmel Talk, the podcast where I interview interesting people doing interesting things in machine learning and artificial intelligence. I'm your host, Sam Charrington. This week on the podcast features a series of conversations with speakers from the AI Summit in New York City. The theme of that conference and this series is AI in the Enterprise, and I think you'll find a really interesting mix of both technical and case study-oriented discussions this week. Please note that on Wednesday, December 13th, we'll be holding our last Twimmel online meetup of the year. Bring your thoughts on the top machine learning and AI stories of 2017 for our discussion segment, and for our main presentation, Bruno Gonzalez will be discussing the paper Understanding Deep Learning Requires Rethinking Generalization by Shi Yuan Zhang from MIT and Google Brain and others. You can find more details and register at twimlai.com meetup. Today's show continues our discussion of enterprise AI with a conversation with Thierry Derungs, Chief Digital Officer at BNP Paribas, a multinational bank headquartered in Paris. Terry joined me to discuss how BNP uses AI and some of the opportunities that have arisen with the changing artificial intelligence landscape. We also discussed the innovation process that BNP has used to introduce AI to the bank via what they call innovation incubators or factories. The notes for this show can be found at twimlai.com talk 81. This AI Summit series is brought to you by our friends at IBM Power Systems. IBM Power Systems offers servers designed for mission-critical applications and emerging workloads, including artificial intelligence, machine learning, deep learning, advanced analytics, and high-performance computing. IBM Power Systems benefit from a wide range of open technologies, many stemming from collaboration with fellow Open Power Foundation members, and they're designed to deliver performance efficiently, whether deployed in private, public, or hybrid clouds. To learn more about the IBM Power System AC922 platform for enterprise AI, visit twimlai.com slash IBM Power. And now, on to the show. All right, everyone. I am on the line with Thierry Derungs. Uh, Thierry is the Chief Digital Officer at BNP Paribas Wealth Management. And he is, we're connecting today, he's in Paris. And uh, Thierry, I'm very uh, grateful for you to spend some time with us. My pleasure. Absolutely. So, all right, Thierry, why don't we get started by having you introduce yourself to the audience and tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to be interested and involved in artificial intelligence. Uh, sure. Today, I'm the chief digital officer for, for BNP Paribas Wealth Management, as you mentioned. Yeah, I have a, a very long story around digital since uh, I'm busy with uh, digital topics since uh, almost uh, 25 years when uh, CDO title was not yet imagined, but uh, already working for uh, many uh, digital solutions uh, on the public sites and secure sites. So a very long background. And of course, as a CDO, yeah, you are looking for the, the, the new technologies and all the opportunities that uh, it can be raised by them. Right. Artificial intelligence is uh, a pretty hot topic since uh, pretty long especially when you hear the hot topics as uh, robo-advisory, 
but also big data, everything connected to voice. So there's a, a very wide field of uh, interest around uh, artificial intelligence and everything that be uh, that can be connected with. And for those that aren't familiar with BNP Pariba, can you give a, a little bit of an overview of the firm? BNP Pariba is what we call a universal bank. So Today, we are about 190,000 employees in uh, a bit more than uh, 80 countries. Coming back to uh, wealth management, so we are part, of course, uh, from uh, uh, what we call the investment solution. So that's a, a big division from the group. But wealth management, luckily for us, uh, I should say, we are pretty small. Uh, we are about uh, 6,600 employees in uh, 21 countries managing uh, a lot of assets, uh, about uh, 360 uh, billion asset under management, uh, very efficient. But uh, what is very nice is that uh, uh, our size is uh, pretty small, uh, which allows us to behave as a kind of uh, startup inside uh, the, the, the very big group that uh, Ben Paribas is. Okay, uh, that's a big startup. Yeah, sure. But uh, yeah, compared to the, the, the size of the enterprise. Right. And so certainly in a, in an organization like BNP Pariba, there are lots of opportunities to apply machine learning and artificial intelligence. How do you think about those various opportunities and, and what does that landscape look for, look like for you? So. As I, I like to say, um, first, a CDO is not for a chief digital officer. It's more for a chief disruption officer. Um, <laughs> when it's done of, correctly, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm a gentle disruptive, disruptor or a disruptive gentleman. Nevertheless, <laughs> uh, my, my duty is really to transform the, 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 the company to support the different countries uh, in that way for wealth management. So looking to uh, all the opportunities, artificial intelligence is uh, at our side a, a very hot topic on which uh, we are working. Uh, I would say it's a kind of uh, old story, if I may say so, as uh, for, for example, robot advisory is a, a very well-known topic for uh, financial and especially wealth management. And we have already uh, robot advisory since uh, uh, almost uh, three years now in place. Even if we we provide the advice not directly to the clients but uh, to uh, our relationship manager because we are a human based let's say uh, commercial approach but that kind of topic exists already uh, since since long at our side and it goes together with uh, uh, all the, the the challenges that you could have on the big data not because it's big but because you have to uh, analyze that amount of uh, data and uh, artificial intelligence is uh, really something very important in that area and uh, many more opportunities knowing that uh, we strongly believe that uh, voice will be the the new interface for the future and when you say voice you need nlp so natural language processing you need a semantic analysis and uh, all that is supported by artificial intelligence and finally, the world is changing, is very challenging in terms of, uh, let's say, uh, profit and uh, the, the, the way we can uh, manage the business. So we have uh, a very uh, strong 
focus on uh, being uh, efficient. And there you connect to uh, the, the, the other topic, which is uh, APA. So the, the, the robotic process automation, uh, which is also uh, related to artificial intelligence. So there is uh, a lot of uh, things ongoing, a lot of opportunities uh, on which we are today working uh, pretty hard. Uh, you mentioned some of the long history of AI in, in general and uh, even prior prior projects at the bank. What what is it that makes you know AI hot right now for an organization like yours? I mean, this you know, I, I, it's certainly a lot of the technologies have been around for a while, and in fact, banks in general have been early adopters of you know both machine learning and you know some of the types types of technologies we associate with AI today. What do you think is, is, or do you think there's something different about what's happening right now? And, and what is that? There, there are several factors. So really, uh, regarding LP Paribas management, we have uh, launched uh, the digital transformations uh, five years ago. And uh, to be uh, very transparent, the, the, the first focus was really to build the foundations. Because, yeah, waste management is uh, very uh, traditional. That's the same for, for, for us inside BMP Paribas, meaning that uh, as we have a, a very human-based uh, model, that made that uh, yeah, digital was a, a bit far away. So it was really, uh, the first focus was really to build up good foundations, which are very classic. And once those uh, foundations uh, were achieved, then we had the capacity to uh, accelerate and really, let's say, move into the, the, the more disruptive area that uh, we could uh, imagine uh, by building uh, different factories in the country. So today we have uh, three uh, factories, which are really um, incubators and accelerators for us, allowing to work directly with, uh, with clients, build up some uh, MVP, so uh, minimum viable products uh, that we can test in real situation with clients. And then the successful ones uh, move to uh, what we call the industrialization, so really to make uh, the deployment from those uh, new uh, services uh, or, or solutions to uh, all our clients. Having factories now allow us to uh, really move uh, forward into uh, more, uh, let's say, uh, specific topics, and artificial intelligence is uh, one of them. Today, we are uh, for example, working with the, the factory that we have in, uh, in Singapore around the, the classic chatbots, but supported by artificial intelligence, but also uh, voice bots, because we, we, we have a strong belief that we need relationship managers, but uh, we want them to be uh, relationship managers 2.0, so augmented relationship managers. And for that, uh, we see a lot of opportunities in uh, the artificial intelligence to really increase their capacity to be uh, uh, straight to the point, more accurate, get rid of some, uh, let's say, uh, administrative task where the added value is not there and give really to them the capacity to better reply to clients, have more time to spend with their clients and take really all the most that we can offer in the, the relationship in terms of expertise and really, let's say, the the most important discussion that they could have with their clients about their assets. 
and artificial intelligence, the, the opportunities we see is really to expand their capacities. That's a, a very strong belief that we have. Mm -hmm. So these factories that you're describing are, are digital factories, uh, and it sounds like what what's making sounds like a big part of what's making AI timely for you is that you're better positioned to do something with it, right? The the bank has built out capacity from a digital perspective that you know positions it to take advantage of AI and in a way that it maybe wasn't able to do at least broadly years ago. Yeah, what is what has changed really a lot with the factories is that we we have now the the, the capacity in the way we manage those factories uh, to work on business use case. Um, so we are not looking, we are not an IT company. So more or less, uh, I should say, I don't care about uh, the technology. I'm interested by uh, the opportunities uh, that we could have to, for, for the clients to provide them added value. And by the way, to do that, we need some uh, technologies. So that's really the, 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 the shift uh, we, we have. Digital is not anymore uh, inside BNB Paribas, a, a kind of uh, geek island where some uh, strange people on digital try to influence the way uh, the business should be done. We have shifted that back really to business. And uh, when we uh, take an initiative in a factory, uh, first, uh, the, we do that in a uh, lean startup mode with a lot of uh, co-design and a pure agile scrum approach. The product owner is an expert from the business coming for uh, his expertise, and we are able to help him in terms of methodology and so on, but he's really focusing on the clients and uh, the, the way to provide added value. So that's really a, a big shift because it's uh, it, it allows really to experiment new approach, new way of working, and uh, new ideas really connected to clients because we have clients that uh, work with us inside the factories uh, from uh, the, the very initial ID concept until the, the MVP and the tests really in production, real situation with real clients. And then failure suddenly becomes an option. So we have now the capacity to, to really take a, a subject, try to, to, to find the best way to address if it's not working, okay, we find another way. We change the technology. We change the startup uh, with uh, with which we are working, or we, we change the concept itself, and we can adapt a lot. Artificial intelligence is, uh, um, as uh, I, I will explain uh, at uh, the, the, the summit uh, beginning of December, is really an uh, unknown area. We know that there are a lot of opportunities, but it's very difficult to really see what will be the, the real complexity to have that. What are really the added value for the customers and, of course, for the bank? So being able to experiment that very quickly while not having a prototype disconnected from the real life, but reaching really a product that we can test is, yeah, it's key. In, uh, if you want really to, to explore artificial intelligence. Do you find that there are any ways in which 
AI has required you to evolve your factory model or your your agile methodologies MVP approach? So far, the the, the way we work inside the, the, the factory is uh, really perfect for uh, artificial intelligence. So today, for for example, working on the uh, the voice bot to uh, expand the capacities from the relationship managers. We do that with a very uh, short sprint, so short cycle, delivering something that we, we can test, evaluate, adapt, and then move to the next step. And that in a, a very fast uh, approach. So it's uh, uh, when we, we work on uh, MVP, usually it's, uh, it's about four months to really deliver something that we can put into the hands of our customers. And the, the, the capacity that we have to uh, adapt constantly is the best approach in terms of uh, discovering uh, something pretty new uh, as artificial intelligence, especially when it comes to uh, NLP, semantic analysis, which are really, uh, for us, new technologies, new ways of thinking, and having that faculty to really adapt all the time is uh, crucial. Can you tell us uh, a little bit about the chatbot and voicebot projects that you've launched? So the story started in June this year with uh, the International Hackathon, which is organized by BNP Paribas Group, and in which uh, wealth management is uh, very active. Yeah, so we have participated to, to the, the hackathon in seven countries for wealth management. So meaning having a, a real wealth management challenge to address. And the challenge at the start for, uh, for Singapore was chatbot, globally speaking. But during uh, the, the, the weekend of the hackathon, and I had the pleasure to, to, to spend 48 hours really on the floor with the, 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 the startups, uh, because of all the discussions and so on, there had been one startup who uh, moved from the pure classic chatbot approach to uh, the voice bots and having the ideas to uh, to have uh, to augment the capacity from the relationship manager. And they will, they they want they they won sorry the hackathon session in Singapore. Because of that, we took them and said, okay, when someone wins with wealth management in the hackathon, it's because we want to do something right after. So come with us in the factory, work, work with us, and we want to reach the, the MVP with you. And by the way, it's the 1st of December, it's at the, what we call the demo day. So it's at the, the big final of the international hackathon. Uh, it will be uh, in Paris. We truly hope that uh, our startup from uh, Singapore will be a, uh, uh, a winner in uh, that uh, final date where all the startups from uh, all around the world uh, will uh, yeah compete for uh, a final prize. Okay, okay. Can you give me a, a, a little bit more detail about what what do you mean when you say voice bot? What is the Envision functionality of this voice bot? I, I will show um, the pitch from uh, the, the, that startup uh, at the summit. But uh, to, to summarize, it's uh, really in a real-time conversation between the clients and uh, the relationship manager. The converse, conversation will be uh, listened. Through NLP, it will be uh, processed. We will detect the intents of the clients. 
a compute a reply, not a reply that we will give to the clients, but a reply that will be uh, uh, displayed on the workstation of the relationship manager to guide him directly. So if the client says, um, um, I need to, uh, to do a, a transfer, if I simplify, on the screen in real time, there will be, uh, let's say, the, the summary of the, the transaction request and uh, the, the button for the relationship manager to execute. If the client is asking questions around uh, a product or uh, something uh, very uh, specific uh, in terms of assets, we will find a reply and give all the information elements directly to the relationship manager. So, and of course, when you are dealing, uh, let's say when you are uh, doing transaction remotely with, uh, with clients, we have to follow many rules for the regulators and uh, the, the legal context. And uh, the discussion will be a uh, listen and let's say uh, highlights and guidance will be uh, provided to uh, the relationship manager in real time again on the screen. So pay attention to that. You forgot to say that and so on. So to be sure that everything goes very smoothly and behind with the capacity to uh, execute what is uh, agreed during the conversation. Okay. Uh, that's very interesting. I recently attended an event in New York, the NYU Future Labs AI Summit. Uh, NYU Future Labs is a, uh, they've got an accelerator program called AI Nexus Lab that incubates AI startups. And one of the startups, and I actually did a podcast with them that was went out a, a few weeks ago or so, a couple of weeks ago. Is a company called Second Mind, and I think they're doing uh, just what you're describing. They you kind of transient listening to a conversation, and then it's almost like the old screen pop from a you know, a call center type of workstation, where it's in their case the demo that they showed. You know, you could be talking about you could talk about general topics, and it would push the agent you know, Wikipedia articles or directions, Google Maps, things like that. But, you know, they're, I think the market that they're going after is just the one that you're describing with the this voice bot where you would be tying it into business systems. And really, I guess what I'm interpreting here is kind of the next evolution of uh, almost call center, you know, software that is kind of guiding someone through a, a conversation. But here you're trying to kind of augment the the resources that they have at or augment their ability to access, you know, a broad set of resources, you know, while still trying to help them kind of guide the conversation towards some set of goals. Yeah, exactly. And at the same time, uh, as we uh, display uh, information to the relationship manager, the way he will use them will give the, the, the feedback loop to the artificial intelligence. The system must uh, become more and more accurate, um, and there's really the, the feedback loop to uh, enrich the system. So it's uh, pretty powerful. How do you think this changes the relationship between those relationship managers and their clients, or more broadly, the bank and the clients? So again, our objective is really to, to, to deliver the best quality to the clients, uh, the best added value, to be accurate, sharp, on the, 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 the request he could have, uh, and so on very fast. Uh, so many uh, topics to, to, to be addressed. So basically, 
the relation between the client and his relationship manager will not change. Uh, so they will still uh, discuss and so on. It's just that uh, uh, we will have the relationship manager to be uh, uh, faster, more accurate, have a, a broad vision on everything that could uh, influence his discussion with uh, the client he has right now on the phone without any preparation. So that's really the, the what is very interesting in, in that area with artificial intelligence. What have been some of the... Well, can you describe, you know, some of the technology involved in the way you've implemented this and, and maybe some of the challenges that you've run into? I must say that NLP is the, the, the first, let's say, key asset that uh, we, we need. I had been really impressed by the, the, the startup who wins the, the hackathon session in Singapore because they, they have developed their own uh, NLP processing and I must say that uh, I've been amazed by the accuracy that they can reach, the capacity of learning uh, from the system to adapt to the different uh, accents, different languages, and really their capacity to, uh, in final, let's say, have a kind of uh, personal NLP per client. So, uh, uh, as you can hear, I'm not English native. So I have an accent, which, of course, uh, could impact the way the artificial intelligence can understand me when I'm speaking. And the, the way they, they manage that, they can really uh, adapt the understanding really on a very personal basis. So they will, uh, even uh, a, a real French with a heavy French accent in English will still be understood by the system. So that's, that's uh, really uh, something uh, very important. Uh, because we need uh, accuracy to, to detect the, the, the intents from the clients. And then the, the artificial intelligence part to, uh, based from the intent, uh, find the best uh, reply to display to the relationship manager and have uh, that, uh, the learning capacity with uh, the, the, the feedback is uh, the, the, the final, uh, let's say, uh, module that we, we need. And behind that, all the topics to... Uh, uh, get access to all the data that we have inside the bank to really take the most because uh, artificial intelligence without perfect input is kind of an empty brain. So <laughs> you have to to feed that and data is really crucial. Look, luckily, as a bank, we have a lot of data to share <laughs> with uh, the, the, so we can really uh, put a lot inside the brain. And then it's a question uh, to, uh, uh, let's say, the, the make the, the way of thinking uh, really fitting the, the, the targets we are following. When you describe this, the startup in Singapore, is this an internal startup that you know, was this, I envision this as an internal hackathon and the, this, you know, startup were bank employees or is it a, a external startup company? No, no uh, it was a, a real hackathon with the external startups. Oh, okay. With a set of startups, which were uh, from the very young startups uh, to uh, the ones which are already known on the market and uh, more mature. So there was a, uh, uh, it was a full-fledged hackathon. Oh, got it, got it. And is this, what's this startup called? So uh, it's a Korean startup named uh, Good Atlas. Very young startup, very promising. Okay. And do you have a sense for 
some of the technologies, you know, the technology decisions that they've had to make in building out this platform and, you know, maybe some, you know, I guess one of the questions that comes up frequently for me in talking about chatbots and voice, voice bots and the like is whether they're building on top of some existing, you know, third party software or whether they've built it all from scratch and what some of the trade-offs there are. Good Atlas is a, a mix. So they have developed their own NLP and their own artificial intelligence engine. And then they extend uh, some of the capacities by using, let's say, uh, other solutions. I'm really sorry, I could not name those solutions because it's really at the, the, the periphery from uh, from that. Uh, but they are really, they, they own uh, their own technology. That makes them pretty interesting. Uh, if, yeah, uh, perhaps I should not say that, but if our topic was to make uh, Alexa like uh, all the others, it's still interesting, of course. Nevertheless, it's like the others. And we have a strong belief that uh, there, there are opportunities to really be different uh, on the market for wealth management. At the best, of course, for, for the clients, but uh, really to, to take the most from those opportunities is not by copying uh, what uh, everyone is doing, or at least not all the time. And in that area, uh, to, to explore at best, um, yeah, we don't have to, to, to follow all the time what the others are doing. Right. Are there other opportunities on your roadmap that you can speak to and, and how you further apply AI to wealth management? Yeah, I can uh, also um, speak about big data. So not on, uh, let's say, uh, how to manage big data with Hadoop or other technologies, but really how to take the most from all those information in uh, the, the, the best way. And on that, we have, uh, again, with uh, a startup, this time in Paris, we have uh, worked on a proof of concept and uh, we are now working on the MVP itself to really uh, uh, use capacity based on artificial intelligence which supports the way the, the, the data scientists and uh, data analysts, more classical ones, are exploring the, the data to find the path uh, they are looking for. Uh, for. For example, to detect uh, based on model that uh, we can after apply to uh, many clients, why that client is more interested in advisory while another is more on execution only or any other question that we can have, uh, hot topics like uh, attrition, client retention, to really uh, dig into uh, the data in a very deep manner. You need tools and artificial intelligence is uh, really uh, a very interesting area to support that. Okay. And what's that company? So that one was uh, Dreamcraft. It's more about uh, the neuronal approach on the data. Uh, to connect all the, 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 the different uh, topics that you could explore to, to find really the common path about a specific behavior that you would like to, to analyze. And you said a what kind of approach? Uh, neuronal. Is it French? Franglish, perhaps? <laughs> uh, no, it's um, neural. Neural? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> My <it's> French. <laughs> I wouldn't want to have to do the the entire interview in French, so. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, so um, they're helping. They've got some technology that you can apply to. It sounds like the, you know your various data lakes and and uh, big data repositories that helps you better kind of understand that uses AI to to help you better understand what information assets are within those environments and maybe help you understand how to best use them. Yeah, exactly. Is that the idea? So, okay. yeah, that's the idea. So they, uh, the way they, they manage that, uh, so they are not on, the, let's say, the data lake and big data technology itself. It's really the way they analyze the data uh, and the way they translate that into, uh, let's say, uh, factors and items that can be uh, understood by uh, a common marketers. Right. I hope that uh, there, there will be not too many uh, marketers listen to me because they will hate me. But uh, yeah, data is, can be so complex that you have really to find a way to uh, represent that clearly, show what are the main uh, factors which influence the result. And that part is based on the artificial intelligence inside uh, DreamQuark. And it's uh, pretty efficient. So uh, it's uh, very interesting to uh, to explore. Okay. It sounds like a really interesting area. Uh, in the early days of data lakes, there was a lot of, a lot of the effort went into like trying to manually create these data catalogs, you know, that would, you know, help a, a marketer or a line of business person understand what data is available to them. Uh, but there's just so much data. It seems like applying AI to that problem of, you know, keeping that data catalog up to date and even, you know, automatically making, you know, recommending insights that could come from the data that you, that you have is a, an interesting opportunity for a large organization. Yeah, exactly. And also, uh, surprisingly, uh, you also learn about uh, the, the quality of your data. Uh, or the, let's say the, the funny story, we have been uh, very surprised that uh, uh, for some uh, exploration we made, one of the make, main factors was being male or female, which was on that topic totally yeah, kind of uh, nonsense. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, we have seen that uh, there, there, there was... Uh, a mistake somewhere and uh, in fact uh, for uh, many many clients we did not have the information if it was uh, madam or uh, sir uh, and so on and then so we we have corrected that so we have of course the the, the information in one of uh, our system but uh, the way the data lake was uh, feed there was a mistake and that information was sometime lost so we uh, improve the quality of the data lake by uh, working uh, with uh, with the solution. So was the just to make sure I understand the issue here was the issue that gender was in fact very predictive but you didn't have that data for a lot of your records or that you you ran some analysis and found that gender you know, was predictive, but it really shouldn't have been. And it was, you know, there was really something else going on that you had to identify. Exactly. Let's say the, the, the fact that uh, gender was, uh, in, was very important in the result was just a nonsense. Yeah. And so what was the underlying issue? Was it, was gender correlated with something else that 
you know, or was, you know, just something very, very broken in the process? So it was broken in the process. So that that's the reason why I meant uh, data quality, uh, because in fact, let's say we, we had a, a kind of bug in the, the process to, to feed the data lake, which made that uh, for uh, many clients, the gender was not uh, filled, in fact. So it was in the, the let's say, the, the, the main systems. But uh, when we uh, take the data to, uh, to put that in the data lake, something happened that the gender was just uh, disappearing for uh, 40% of the clients. Oh, wow. Okay. So based on that, we, we have uh, found that, uh, that issue. We have corrected it, uh, of course. And then uh, the model uh, made uh, more sense because suddenly uh, gender was not uh, a factor anymore. Hmm. Okay. Makes sense. Well, Thierry, can you, uh, maybe to help us wind things up, do you have any advice that you give to, that you'd give to other, you know, either, you know, CDOs at other organizations that are trying to figure out how to fit AI into their portfolio or perhaps even to, you know, companies that want to work with organizations like yours in terms of, you know, the types of things you need or, or things you're looking for? If I have some, uh, some advice, it's really to focus on the use case. Always great so, advice. Yes, really do not start with the technology. Uh, business will, must be really in the driving seat based on a, a business use case to, to achieve. Otherwise, you will, you will be lost in the topic. Uh, it's too wide. It's too complex. It's, uh, uh, very often too new. So it must be very pragmatic. I want to achieve that in terms of business. And then it's just in brackets, just a question to find the right technology or the right partners to drive there. Second advice, if you are not working on the artificial intelligence, well, you should. <laughs> because, yeah, especially for the banks, but for many other uh, companies, uh, there is a uh, a strong war against cost to be more efficient, more car- accurate, uh, deliver the best quality at the best price and so on. So yeah, artificial intelligence uh, is uh, for sure part of, uh, of the reply. So you have to work on that. It's about uh, your, your, your future for, for your company and uh, all the business that you could do for sure. And I think, yeah, that's, uh, that's my uh, two best advice I could give. Uh, perhaps a third one, yeah, baby steps. Don't try to uh, put uh, artificial intelligence for the whole company in once. Experiment, learn, uh, because there is a lot to learn. And uh, the artificial intelligence area is totally different uh, from what you usually uh, manage in terms of technologies. So the, the best approach is really to, to try, fail, try again, adapt, and so on. So experiment is uh, yeah one of the, the best advice I can give also. Great. Well, Thierry, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. I um, really appreciate I really appreciate it. And, you know, I learned a ton about what you're up to and it's some really interesting stuff. So thank you. My pleasure. I was really happy to, to discuss with you. All right, everyone. That's our show for today. Thanks so much for listening and for your continued feedback and support. For more information on Thierry or any of the topics covered in this episode, 
head on over to twimalaicom slash talk slash 81. To follow along with the AI Summit series, visit twimalaicom slash AI Summit. Of course, you are encouraged to send along your feedback or questions to us either by leaving a note right on the show notes page or via Twitter at Twimalai or at Sam Charrington. Thanks again to IBM Power for their sponsorship of this series. For more information about the IBM Power Systems platform for enterprise AI, visit twimalai.com slash IBM Power. Thanks once again for listening and catch you next time.